0: The Music Biz Weekly with Michael Brandvold. Music marketing tips, advice, and discussions. Do you need assistance with your next release? Are you looking for help with your digital strategy? Do you need help getting the most out of your social media? Do you have questions on how to find more fans? Contact Michael at www.michaelbrandvold.com. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly podcast. I'm your host Michael Brandvold, and I love to welcome back Lauren Weissman. Lauren, how you doing?
1: Hey, Michael, how you doing? It's
0: always great chatting with you. Good seeing you. Good seeing you too. So, um, when we last chatted, you had a you had a topic that we sort of tabled for future discussion that I wanted to bring up now, and and, and it was kind of centered around um, venues and and Venues paying their ASCAP fees, their BMI fees. I think if 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 some of our, our listeners have been paying attention to the news, a month or so ago, I think there was a venue, and I can't recall what the name of the venue was. I th- think it was somewhere in Canada, maybe, or Chicago or something. Got sued out of the blue by by one of these agencies because they weren't, they weren't paying their, their their dues. They weren't paying their fees, um, and it kind of opened up a little can of worms on on all sides. Where you know artists were were siding with the venue, and you know that's terrible. And then people were like, "Yeah, but legally you have to do this, and if you don't yep. do it, you risk getting caught." So you know what's your what's your experience with this?
1: You know, it's interesting when you when you think about speed limits. Um, I mean I was I was in Vegas. I was heading into Vegas on the book tour last summer and we were going 110 miles an hour. <laughs> and it, I think it was like a 75. Now, were we being safe? Was everything fine? Were there any cars around? No, it was all good. But had a cop found us and pulled us over, I don't think I could have afforded that ticket.
0: <laughs> yeah and, 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 and you re- there's really no justification. You could you could you could give all the reasons in the world, but at the end of the day, the posted speed limit was 75, and you were going 100.
1: And that's—I mean—that's sort of the easiest summary of what's going on with uh, you know with public performance. Um, you know, so the, I'm sorry, the public performance situation, the rights, and the uh, publishing. Uh, gosh, I'm. <laughs> it's been one of those days. The the uh, the PROs, the publishing. Uh, geez. Uh,
0: publishing rights organizations?
1: Publishing rights organizations. There you go. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm the, sorry they, the, the ASCAPs, the BMIs, the. Um, what, what's the one up in Canada? CSAC? Well, CSAC,
1: CSAC is also America. Uh, SOCON
0: is up in SoCon, Canada. SOCON, there you go. Yeah. But
1: e- these three organizations—they are—they are the law. They're part of the government. Now there are ve- there are a lot of things that are wrong with what's going on with copyright, with royalties, with public performances. But even with how it's wrong, you still got to be in the right, or you can be subject to these lawsuits. We're making a joke about the bo- the new book release party, stating the uh, venue I'm playing Grind and Grape in Vero Beach is one of the only spots in Florida where it's legal to sing Happy Birthday. And you think about that, that thing if you're in like uh, one of those other restaurants where people come out and they sing some weird altered version of Happy Birthday because you can get sued. The people at Time Warner Chapel sued the Girl Scouts of America for the Girl Scouts singing Happy Birthday. And everybody was up in arms over that a number of years back. And it's completely wrong. I would side with the artist but until the copyright laws and the royalties and the performance laws change, you got to line up with that. Like you were, you were saying, in Canada that happened. It, more people right now from ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC, they're calling these venues, they're going around to these venues, and they are suing restaurants, live music, bars, coffee shops for breaking the law.
0: But so, so being a devil's advocate here, if you are an artist – Shouldn't you want that to happen? Because what is actually happening there is they're out there supposedly protecting your rights and collecting money for your songs. Because imagine you were the songwriter of Happy Birthday. And every performance that happens and isn't being reported and paid is money out of your pocket as an, as a, as an artist. Absolutely, and and, and and that's 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 ASCAP's job is to go out and say you owe us a few dimes, a few pennies because you played that, and a few pennies add up to a lot to become mailbox money. So you, as the artist, shouldn't you be going? Yes, go out there and get these these venues that are that are 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 doing public performance of my songs, and I'm not getting a dime out of it.
1: Yep, and I mean, on that, on that next level, it doesn't have to be that humongous Kiss song. A lot of people see it on that Kiss, Metallica, Leonard Skinner, Dave Matthews. If it doesn't you have, have to be Stairway to Heaven. Right. If you've published your song through ASCAP, BMI, or CSAC, and you have all the copyrights in the publishing set, and you play a venue, we'll just we'll, we'll limit it down. You're, you're published through ASCAP, and you play a venue that has that ASCAP license there, At the end of the night, you can fill out a set list form, send that into ASCAP, and you'll receive uh, loyalties (laughs) for that performance. Now, it's pennies on the dollar, but at the same time, you've published that, you've performed it live, you now get a piece of that. And while that's not the biggest avenue of revenue for a musician right now, for every night and every place that you play that's licensed correctly, you can collect royalties.
0: Right. And, and, and if you get to the point where you've got even one hit that gets covered by local bar bands, um, you should be collecting some money from that. I mean, even, even the biggest bands of the world, when in the middle of their set at Madison Square Garden decide to play a Who song, they don't have to get the permission from the Who to play that song in their set, but they have to report that it was played. So the who can collect a few nickels.
1: Yep. And so, yeah, as the musician and it's, there's a great company. I mean, I, I love SSA music publishing. It's Paula Savistano and Kurt Snell. Um, it's ssamusicpublishing.com. They really have a great sense about your publishing rights. And it, it, it ties back, and I think if we take a couple steps back, making sure that you have all your publishing, all your copyrights in order, so you know what's going on. Then when you go out from anybody covering your song, whether it be live, whether somebody's, whether somebody's covering your song and selling it as a digital download or a physical product, get your publishing and your copyrights in order. And then at the same time, as you hit each of these venues, make sure that you're signed up for ASCAP. It's ASCAP on stage. For BMI, it's BMI Live. For CSAC, it's CSAC Affiliate Services. You go on to eat, your given uh, publisher uh, site and you fill that out and just do it right after the set, uh, right after you play the set. You know, you're playing X number of songs or you're out on a tour. By, fill, by filling that out, you're getting the royalties that you deserve. For these other venues, yeah, playing the devil's advocate as you were. They need to make this happen. It, it may suck. It may be some extra money that, that's paid out annually, but to be legally doing the right thing as well as taking care of the musicians, this is a requirement and this is a law.
0: Do you, do you think so? You know, the other side of the argument is these venues are going to go out of business. They can't afford this. Is, is is you know is is that true is that legitimate is that a fair statement to say okay well y- we'd rather have a venue that we can play at that isn't going to pay their fees rather than have a venue go out of business because they can't afford it
1: well this is this is that difference of when you're doing something or just saying you want something done if yes it's it's unfortunate the way that it's set up that these are annual fees I would personally love to see it if it could be broken out monthly, if it could be set up in some kind of affordable way. And there's some people reaching out to try to make that happen, but it hasn't happened yet. If you want to support your local venue, not every venue in the country, you want to support your local venue, get out there and buy that beer, buy that coffee, buy that cake, that item. Make sure that you're paying the cover at the door instead of complaining about it. You want to have that involvement with that venue that's local to you help them out i mean it's it's that that's small it's it's i mean a lot of these places that big bulk cost of hitting ascap bmi and CSAC annually that's pretty heavy but for for the for the people that come for the musicians that play if they can all work together and build up and and spend that cover you know buy that extra beer buy somebody else a drink or some food you can help offset and pay for those costs.
0: You know, uh, part of me just says if, if they can't afford it, there's probably greater issues going on in their business um, because that is a cost of doing business. It is. They, they, and- they have to get a liquor license. They may have to get a food license. They may have to get other license to, you know, just a live entertainment venue license or something like that. The point is, why, why should they just be given the free pass on ASCAP and BMI license? Why not give them the free pass on a liquor license then? Why not give them a free pass on health inspections? I mean, at, 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 <laughs> at some point, you've got to sit here and go, yeah, it sucks, but that's part of doing business.
1: I think also it's you, you plan it out the right way. If you can't afford to have at, at a coffee shop or a wine bar or a venue live music seven nights a week, figure out how many nights you can afford it. The way these licensing fees are set up are based on occupancy and based on how much music is being played. If you have a small, say you have a small little bakery, if you can't afford it, don't have music playing in that bakery. If you, have a, if you have a restaurant, turn that television off behind the bar. Don't have a piano player until you can get to the point of being able to afford it. It's like what you're saying. If you can't afford the liquor license, you're not going to have the liquor. It's unfortunate. It is to an extent. It is unfair. But it's the law, and they are striking out. It's, it's sort of like that CD Baby model that Derek Sivers had. The whole idea of, okay, I'm not going to sell a million copies of one album, but I could potentially sell one copy of a million albums with all the money that's being lost in publishing and royalties, ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC, instead of, you know, venturing out to the biggies, they're going to the small ones. And if they can collect those small amounts from those small venues, it continues to pay for them. And so it's it's too much of a chance to say, okay, I'm just going to fly under the radar because they are out there. They're looking harder than ever. They've been doing it for years, but it's growing. More people are getting sued. More places are getting shut down. And it's just too much of a risk to take.
0: Yeah, and, and again, at the end of the day, and this is my personal opinion, not being the devil's advocate now, I, it, it's, it's for the artist's benefit. Now, we can argue about what, Everything else, ASCAP and BMI are doing, and is the money being divided fairly? And all we don't need to get into all of that. But the point is, their role is to go out there and look after you, the artist. And and if they're not looking after you, the artist, then who is? Uh, you know, at 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 the end of the day, you you've gotta stand up and say enough is enough. I don't play a venue. I mean if you if you have that ability in your career, don't play the venues that aren't reporting it. Support the venues that are.
1: It's a great idea. I mean it it, really
0: it, 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 it is it is for your benefit that this is being done. And I get that it sucks because maybe your favorite hole-in-the-wall place to go play on a Friday night is at risk of being shut down. But what are they doing for you?
1: This is a, this is a cost. I mean, I like the way that you talk about with the health inspection and the liquor license and all of that. This is a cost. Some people are unaware of it. But even coming back to should the laws change, I think they can be not lenient on that, but lenient on how things are are being paid and for places that genuinely didn't know. I've spoken to a couple of venues that I've walked into and asked them, "Do you have this? Do you have that? Well, do we need that?" Yes, here it is. Here's the law, and they they get they get underway in trying to fix it. The, the people that are trying to duck and cover, I I, I, th- I think, think that, I think
0: there is a lot of that where. You've got venues and venue owners who want to do something good. They want to open up a live music venue. They don't understand all of these other parts of the business. They understand I've got to get a liquor license. They understand some of the general business operating license. They probably don't understand. I mean, who, who is going around and educating you? Where, where do you pick up in school, in a business class, that if you open up a live music venue, you need this license? it's it's not taught anywhere uh, you know unless you have been doing this for years and running in the circles with the people who are doing it you you learn it then but if you are just somebody who's just like you know i've always wanted to open up a live venue and i've got the funds and i can make it happen and i got a great location you're going to go do it with all the best intentions you may not know but you got to you know you as the artist then you've got to educate these people
1: Absolutely, and, and
0: and 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 don't do it. Don't educate them in such a way of being a dick. Of um, if you don't do this, we're reporting you. I mean, you know, you don't want to be burning bridges, but again, help the venues out that you 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 like that you support.
1: There is a lot of. It's funny you mentioned the reporting thing. There is there is a lot of accidental reporting <laughs> where we're a band um, it's it's on the ASCAP site too where talks about how they find who has license and who doesn't. Um and it's a couple other sites where people are stating, well, I filled up I filled out my ASCAP on stage, you know, set list document. I sent it in to ASCAP to collect on the royalties because I just made the assumption the place had it. And then ASCAP, ASCAP gets says, and goes, nope. we we're not paying you and now we're going after them. So not to not saying that somebody's trying to pull one over or report you, but you may have musicians coming through that do know what they have to do, do know how they have to file their set list, and they might end up being the ones unintentionally telling on you.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it can just happen. I mean, when, when you've got a seven-day-a-week live music venue, and you know you might have two or three bands a night coming through there, um, odds are somebody's doing the right thing in the bands and filling out the forms and, and filing them. So, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're rolling the dice Eventually, somebody at Ascap's going to go, "Wait a second
1: they they <laughs> They
0: don't have a license, and yet somebody just played there and reported it
1: and this these these details from you know from the venues to the artists and how the copyright and the publishing and where the payment comes from. make sure that when you're talking or you're organizing these elements, just like you talk to a consultant like Michael or myself, I still when it goes into the deeper publishing stuff. I mean, I mentioned them before. I go to SSA Music Publishing. They do production, uh, producer agreements, song splits, all the details. Make sure that you're going through the right people to set up the right details for your copyright and your publishing. And then if you're a venue, don't don't see this as a scary video, but get on to ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC if you're in America. Look at what your um, look at these different simple requirements of how many nights you have music if you have a tv going if you're plugging in an ipod it's, if you're it's, playing it's, the you radio. know
0: you know it's that fbi warning <laughs> that's in front of everything you know no public performance and and you know your your bakery your coffee shop your bar is a public performance you, th- you 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 know you throw you throw the metallica dvd in and and play that on the big screen in your in your bar that's a public performance which It's not permitted.
1: Oh, like the MLB, uh, the Major League League Baseball. Major League Baseball,
0: exactly. So, yeah, you know, the the odds of somebody catching you are probably small. But as we started the whole discussion with, when you are caught, you know, you're going 100 miles an hour in a 75-mile-per-hour zone. You can come up with all the excuses in the world, but the law is the law, and you broke it. Exactly. Now now your only hope is are you going to get off with warning or is, are they going to be lenient or are you going to become the example?
1: And being and you know, taking that initiative to set it up right, as opposed to having settlement fines, I believe it was yeah, it was Illinois or North Carolina where someone had to settle for a thirty thousand dollar fine on, uh, on 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 that license on, on the lack of the licensing, and that was just from one of the pro's that didn't include right. the two others so just do do the right thing budget for the right thing just as an artist as you create a song and you put it out there make sure you're doing the copywriting and the publishing don't you I, i'm always amazed in my little consulting forum when i fill out i'm like are you copywritten and who are you published with i'd say 80 percent of what comes back is no no no. Like, great. So you have music, you have music out here and you're not even taking care of it. Well, that's not where you make the money. It's one avenue where you can make some money. It's, it's one, not be it, it, all it, of it.
0: It, <laughs> it, it. right. And and you never know when it becomes that avenue that makes you a lot of money. You know, it's 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 nobody knows up front when that song is going to hit.
1: That's and right. You,
0: you need to be ready and protect it in case that song does hit.
1: And protecting yourself with the song split agreements, producer agreements, doing all of those things prior means that it's going to be easier once something works out in your favor, once something goes big. So you, you aren't dealing with lawsuits of, well, they recorded in my studio and I wasn't paid for X, so I deserve Y and all those situations. Build your foundation in the smartest way and protect yourself to the same thing to the venues. Build your foundation of your venue in the smartest way. And if you aren't, get underway in fixing it. Because yes, the chances are small, but they are drastically growing. Every single day, more people are reaching out, more people are gonna be fined. And yes, the laws do need to change in how this is formatting, but there still is a speed limit out there and most of you are breaking it.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, and, and artists, just remember at the end of the day, A lot of pennies do add up. You know, you you may you may get that check for six cents. It's fun to see an artist go. I got my first check from a six cents. Yeah, well, that's what it is right now. But you know, I've got clients who love those checks. Forty years down the road, because it's (laughs) it's it's been it, it adds up. It gets more and more play. You know. Um, their songs have been covered and, and redone, and they just collect mailbox money. Why? Because somebody else is doing the job of going out there to make sure they're collecting the fees for the use of your song.
1: Absolutely. And maybe maybe at some point or another time that we talk, we can talk about the importance of you know, music publishers and self-publishing and that mixture of which one you want to be involved with, if not actually being involved with both, to make sure somebody's out there finding where you're being played, where you can be placed, and where you can find that many more revenues.
0: exactly. Let's put that down for for a future future episode. Lauren, this was great. It's always great catching up with you.
1: I had a blast.
0: Thanks, everyone. Take care. Has the Music Biz Weekly helped your career? I'd love for you to leave us a review and rating on an Apple iTunes. Visit http colon forward slash forward slash iTunes dot com and leave your review. I read them all.